0: Common, a podcast featuring researchers, innovators, artists, entrepreneurs, and community builders who are improving the human condition in your own backyard and around the globe. I'm your host, Tom Ocean. Welcome to the Commons, I'm Tom Osha and again coming to you live from AURP 2021, the International Conference in Salt Lake City, Utah. My guest right now is Jonathan Bates, he is the Executive Director of Real Estate Administration for the University of Utah. Jonathan, welcome to the Commons. Thank you Tom, I'm excited to be here with you. Well, congratulations first of all on being the host of a tremendous conference. I, I've been at AURP, I think this is my 17th, and, and the energy that is here, the, the types of venues we've been able to, to, to look at, the way we've been able to experience the city, I, I think are, are some of the best that we've had. So, hearty congratulations to you and your team.
1: Thank you. I appreciate that feedback. I really think we're benefiting from people's desires to get back together. Uh, I think we've also benefited from a great community here in Salt Lake City that really supports our institution and, and what we're doing to uh, uh, raise the bar here.
0: I won't say best-kept secret but a lot of people maybe only experience Salt Lake as they're going skiing or coming through your, your great airport or, or maybe here for, for a conference but really to understand all of the the assets both intellectual place making innovation that are around here i've I've been really surprised by the density that you have
1: i would agree with that i think we've always been a, a place that people have been able to go to enjoy the great outdoors we've got the greatest snow on earth but we also have a great entrepreneurial spirit an industrious spirit and our our economy has been vibrant and resilient we have a diverse economy Uh, reflects the diversity of the nation I think most closely as a state Um, and we've benefited from that and I I do think it has been an unknown feature, an unknown aspect of us, but I, I think the secret's out. Well,
0: now that the secret is out, I, I expect there's going to be a lot uh, more things happening. So so let's talk about a, a few of those things that are happening. I know there's several innovation districts that are maybe planned for the region. Certainly, there is your research park, uh, which I believe was the research park of the year last year. For AURP. I know there's also uh, a a station center, which is maybe a new, more urban one that is being envisioned that the university is a part of. There's one, I think, further away called Point of the Mountain that might be under consideration. So talk to me a little bit about the dynamics of these multiple innovation areas within Salt Lake City.
1: Sure. So uh, we definitely have our uh, 50-year-old park adjacent to campus, 320 acres very uh, well-developed, a lot of potential for the future uh, but we've worked as an institution for a long time to find the right opportunity to extend our reach off of the foothills down into the core urban setting, the the, the core business district of Salt Lake City, and it feels like the time is right. We found a great uh, real estate asset in partnership with the redevelopment authority that we're focused on there at Station Center. Really the best transit-oriented development opportunity in the state, in my opinion. Uh, And then uh, following that, I think you'll see a, a fantastic redevelopment of our current prison site out at the point of the mountain. They call it The Point. Uh, And they are focusing on creating a community of innovation there. And and I think that will just continue to extend our reach as an institution further south in the valley. So how do you balance...
0: This. You know from a from an intellectual capital and innovation and infrastructure standpoint. Does each of them have a slightly different flavor, a different kind of tenant they're looking to attract?
1: That that is a great question and actually a big concern. We want to make sure that these districts, these communities collaborate and, and that they don't compete. I think the opportunity is there. We're still working on those yeah. visions, how we make that happen, make that a reality. I, I do think that the station center development, its proximity to campus, is, a, is an easier lift for us. Uh, it's somewhere we can uh, get our researchers and our faculty to easily connect with. Uh, we have also uh, want to be very intentional about our occupancy in the park uh, up by the campus, focus that on early stage companies that rely more heavily on that support, from the institution, and we really look to Station Center as a graduation step for them as they evolve, become more secure financially, want to connect more easily with supply chain, uh, opportunity zone benefits, uh, those types of things.
0: So really opportunities to go to scale through some of the things that you may already be doing at um, at the at Pivot or maybe at LaSonde?
1: absolutely their ability to scale uh feels like it's a, a lighter lift for them easier to accomplish at station center next to uh growth opportunities physically financially etc so let's uh let's bring it
0: to the uh, to the research park a little bit the traditional research park looking at it as a it- beautiful environment uh certainly a lot of companies that are sitting there on a on a pretty good parcel of land in terms of its size but perhaps not the density that that people are looking at these days how are you thinking about the opportunity to balance density in in your park as it goes forward and still preserve those beautiful view corridors to the mountains
1: I mean, you hit the nail on the head, Tom. When we think about density and further growth, which we need and we want to support as an institution in Research Park, the biggest piece of feedback or concern we get from our community is traffic. And, and really the challenge is access. And, and so uh, we have realized and, and we're working aggressively with our, with our partners, both within the city and with our transit authority, on increasing the access to, uh, uh, to transit. Uh, both from a rubber tire bus rapid transit standpoint but also from a potential for a light rail extension uh... also uh... we definitely want to move away from a business park parkville to a complete community create that neighborhood that means adding housing and if if we're very strategic in how we program Uh, that housing and make it attainable housing, it actually will help us on that access and that transportation and traffic issue as well.
0: You know, that's interesting, accessible housing, because one of the things that I think... Is, is evolving for innovation districts is really how they become more inclusive. Um, and particularly if I think about where yours is located in proximity to the VA, to the medical center, a number of those jobs over there don't require the traditional four-year degree, good middle skill jobs and, and putting accommodation closer to them, I would think makes that an easier uh, and more accessible.
1: A- absolutely. That is, uh, that is the point of this attainable housing is to create opportunity for the entire spectrum of our workforce to be able to live in close proximity to the campus. Today housing costs proximate to campus are some of the highest in the state. Uh, we have an opportunity to create uh, more affordability and, and try to balance that out a little bit. So uh
0: what else do you see coming for for the research park in and of itself? I know you just finished a session in, in which you were giving what your strategic vision is going forward for the next decade or more.
1: This is really our opportunity to increase uh, the brand. We are a research park. We're an innovation district. We should lead out on sustainable design. We should lead out on water-wise development. We are in a high desert. Uh, there's no reason that we should have acres and acres of um, unactivated sod, for example. We also have the opportunity to do uh, more strategic programming and street activation. Uh, we, we need to make that environment uh, uh, inviting and, and uh, uh, in order to increase that transit aspect, people have to feel comfortable walking on those streets that they can get to and from a transit stop uh, and their office or their home uh, and stay outside of inclement weather it's
0: interesting the, the ability to really turn it into a living laboratory for some of our grand challenges right
1: correct yes again we're a research innovation district we should approach every aspect of placemaking. Uh, from a uh, innovative standpoint. We should push the envelope, we should lead out on new concepts.
0: So a bold vision, and often bold visions come from bold leaders, and if I understand right, you have a new president at the University. Has Has he been a bit of that catalyst?
1: He truly has. He's been with the University of Utah for a long time. He was our Dean of the Business School. He's done great things there. In fact, one thing that, that really resonated with me in, in his acceptance speech uh, was a statement he made about being bold. He, he, he uh, quoted an author saying, if your vision doesn't scare you, it's not bold enough. We need to push the envelope. We need to continue to lead out as an institution in these things. What
0: scares you about this vision?
1: How do you make it pencil? It's all got a cash flow. It's all, it's all got a... a create some level of return. We're not going to do the brick and mortar as an institution. We're going to ro- rely on private private, aid, private entities. They, they need to achieve a cash flow. We want to be supportive of that. That means we also might have to take a lower return on investment on the land. So we generate revenue off of, of, off of the park to pay for programming. We need to be willing to take maybe a little bit of a haircut there in order to ensure that we are visionary in affordability and access.
0: Is there enough happening in the market that Station Center and and your research park can come up simultaneously?
1: Well, absolutely. I I think that's another thing that scares me. I I think we could build something tomorrow and and it would, would create a return on investment. We need to make sure we're very clear again on our vision and our mission and what we want to create there so that we're intentional and we're not just reacting to a a quick win from a monetary standpoint.
0: So one of the things that that impresses me is you certainly have entrepreneurs, right? Both both in in uh, Lausanne and in your therapeutic incubator, number of, of young companies are coming up. You have some really growth companies over in your um, in, in your innovation district as well. So does that continue? And and, and do you see other large companies? deciding they want to be in and, and closer to you now that there may be more space to do so?
1: That's a great, great question. When you look at the companies that we have in our park and those that we have supported as an institution, they really are the homegrown companies. And, and I, I think when you look at other innovation districts across the country, you see a lot of uh, more presence of mature international companies. We, we don't really have that that's an opportunity for us to to try to attract some of that that that's research dollars that's collaboration opportunity for our our institution and that's an area that I think with station center and with additional density in the research park we can work to address
0: it is interesting that that uh, one of the transactions that was done recently you now have biomaryu that is here and they have only they are known for in innovation districts, leaving the companies in place, they did the same thing in Philadelphia at U City. Now they're doing it here, and and I think that could that be an example for others?
1: Uh, absolutely, they are a great example of a growth company being acquired out of the uh, out of the university, and and that international company making a commitment to our ecosystem to leave them in place. Now they have continued to grow, but they've committed to leave their R and D. Uh, operations on our research park, and then they place more of their manufacturing and administrative requirements out in the west side of Salt Lake City, which is the perfect scenario. That's what we want to see. We want to see that life cycle of a company.
0: And that's also how you can impact beyond just the spatial geography of your research park, right? You you, you can benefit all of the citizens uh, of Salt Lake City and beyond by having manufacturing and other things happening a little further out.
1: Absolutely. Those west side communities, if if we can create strong uh, uh, companies within Research Park, help them find a solution for a long-term home out on the west side of Salt Lake City, we can continue to raise that neighborhood up.
0: Tremendous. Well, Jonathan, you've done incredible work uh, at the Research Park with this conference. As you continue to look at your strategy going forward, as our as our time winds down, a personal question for you: what is uh, what is one thing that uh, might surprise listeners that they might not know about you?
1: So, uh, I shared this in the session earlier. I actually grew up with my earliest memories of my father's experience in the workforce in Research Park. So I I came and sat on Santa's lap in an office building in Research Park. I've been able to experience the growth there uh, from my earliest fondest memories and now I have the privilege of managing uh, uh, that asset to the state. It's it's fun to think about. Uh, It's something many people don't know, but I'm a homegrown Utah boy uh, and I'm a homegrown University of Utah Research Park employee.
0: Oh, that's an incredible. And, and to share it with your own children, right? So that maybe in a number of years, that circle goes around one more time. Absolutely. Well, Jonathan, thank you so much for your time today. Thanks for hosting a wonderful conference. And thanks for all you do for AURP and innovation districts in general.
1: Thanks, Tom. It's been a privilege to talk to you. I really appreciate it.
0: Thank you. My guest this morning has been Jonathan Bates from the University of Utah here at AURP 2021, the International Conference. This has been The Commons. I'm Tom Osha. The Commons is a production of Wexford Science and Technology, LLC. The views and opinions expressed are solely those of the host and guest. To view additional material about today's episode, submit questions or story ideas, or learn more about Wexford Science and Technology, please visit www.wexfordscitech.com forward slash the commons. I'm your host, Tom Osha. Thanks for listening.